0: Hello friends, welcome to the equestrian podcast. My name is Bethany Lee and I cannot believe that this is already episode number 10. This is actually the last episode in our first series of equestrian entrepreneurs and it's a good one. Following this episode, we're going to be having a tiny break so that you have time to catch up on these last episodes, and we have time to prepare for series number two. So head over to our Instagram account, Equestrian Podcast, to tune in for when series two will be dropping. All right, let's get to the episode. Karina Harris is the voice and the beauty and the brains behind The Hunt Equestrian, She is a fantastic blogger, and she is on today to talk about her life as an influencer and the struggles that come along with it. I loved this episode with Karina because she takes things that she struggles with, like body image and body positivity, and uses her platforms on social media to really voice those struggles. And she's built an entire tribe off of other women who feel the same way that she does. So, if you're looking for a lesson in finding your niche, you're in the right place. Hey, Karina. Hi. How's going? Good. How are you? Good. Good. Well, I am so happy you are on the Equestrian Podcast today. I know most. Peter. Awesome. Yeah, I, I know most people know you from your blog. Um, can you tell me a little bit about how you
1: started um your blog? Yeah, so a couple of years ago, I actually started a different one that was much smaller and just just for fun. And I put um, little outfits together. And then last year, probably just about an entire year ago, November, I was driving home from work, and I just had the idea of a blog called The Hunt. And I was just kind of thinking to myself, like, you know, maybe I should really go for it. I really love sharing equestrian style with people and helping people find things that they like and so i just went home and i kind of just started working on it and started getting some content together and then i launched that in i think january of this year okay
0: awesome so you're just you're still just under you're just about a year old and um yeah was was there any specific like driving force or idea that really kind of made you decide that um you weren't going just uh show inspiration or take pictures of outfits but you really wanted to kind of make this a full-on blog
1: yeah um I mean I couldn't tell you like an exact like, reason but I think it, it was just kind of a more of a feeling that I was really passionate about it and I just really wanted to do it i don't know <laughs> if that makes any sense but i it was like i don't know like a revelation yeah. um and that yeah and then i just really started going for it i felt really inspired by the name um and like just being on the hunt for your, your new favorite thing and yeah i <laughs> i don't know It just came from within, I guess, and just kind of took off. Yeah, and I
0: mean, it's crazy how you don't necessarily have to put your finger on it, but as long as you have that passion behind it, it's crazy how you can keep rocking and rolling no
1: matter how discouraged or tired of it you might get. But like, I think that's why it's grown so much, just because I'm I'm just so passionate about it, and I really do love it, and I I really the basis is like I really love sharing my my opinions and my take on because I love to try things so I really love to just share that with people and everyone at my barn they're always like oh like have you tried this have you tried that and chances are yeah I've tried it so sharing that with a wider audience has been something that I really wanted to do and so yeah very cool that's awesome and so, now that you
0: have been around with The Hunt for about a year, um, what do you have any specific
1: goals for
0: 2019 of what you want to do with The Hunt? I really
1: just want to keep growing it, try to widen my audience, and really just, I would love to help more people find things that they want. So, maybe, you know, have people DM me more often and ask me for... My advice on a specific item stuff like that i really want to do a lot more reviews and style guides and put together um guides for people to be able to figure out what to wear with things that they probably already have in their closet right
0: right cool um so i know you are located in southern california I'm jealous I wish I was
1: back there sometimes <laughs> I love it <laughs> except right now the fires are not yeah, not good
0: gosh I, I know, that's that. terrible um yeah. so now that I've lived in both the coast in California and now in Florida um I have to say that the fashion is especially in the equestrian world can be really different
1: so what's yes. what's your take on that so I've found this west coast and california specifically to be a lot more laid back sure. people are more chill here um and so i think just that overall like california girl vibe is um has seeped into equestrian style community as well and more about being functional and being tailored and simple, whereas I feel like the East Coast definitely has a preppier influence just because of the culture over there. And definitely I feel like there's more patterns like uh like Lily um sorry, what's last name? Blitzer you know, patterns. Lily like Blitzer. Blitzer. Yes. 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 Like that is very popular over there. Uh, the vineyard vine stuff. Um all that kind of inspiration resides more on the east coast than it does here for sure
0: yeah definitely um i feel like when i was in california a go-to outfit would be like um like cavalier toscana breeches yes. and um like a lululemon long sleeve top yep the visor with your helmet like yep. i feel like i wore that every single day <laughs> yeah that's what <laughs>
1: <laughs> what most people, and, and CT, I, I feel like isn't as popular on the East Coast, for sure. Right. I feel like that's very West Coast oriented, whereas on the East Coast, I think you guys have a lot of Charles Inc. Yes. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yes. Yeah, and we really don't have too much of that over here. So, I think it's just different brands kind of reside on either coast, maybe just because from where they're manufactured or where they're mm-hmm. based out of, yeah. Um, But yeah, CT is really popular here. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's so funny. I feel like we need to do like a project on that to show
1: the. I know. Do a
0: little fun guide. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's that's awesome. Um, so with that, with the idea of your blog and just uh, your kind of like focus on helping people. Um, I've also heard that you're pretty passionate about representing what you call the mid-sized population in the equestrian world. So let's let's talk about that. What what's
1: considered mid size So I would consider myself to be mid-sized, and that is not like really skinny or really big. Um, I'm size 29, pretty true in breeches and jeans, and whenever I'm shopping online now with like all this body positivity and inclusivity there's usually like a small model and then a plus size model and that does not um, resonate with me personally and so it's kind of a struggle to find what it looks like on someone my size and when i started this blog i didn't intend for it to really resonate with people who are mid like me, but it really has. And people have reached out to me and been like, I really appreciate that you're representing our body size and that they haven't found anyone else who who looks like them um, to be on social media. And I think that is really great and I mean, I'll never be a size two. Uh, that's just how my body is built, and I definitely wish I were skinnier. But I, I'm also learning to be happy with how I am, which is a struggle definitely every day. And I'm sure everyone struggles with that. Totally, that's
0: so true. Um, and I mean, it's it's such an interesting concept because it really, I mean, if you look at the average size of a woman it it really is in that mid-size range
1: it is and there's nothing out there really that i feel like represents that and shows the the one place that i have found that shows like a mid-size girl is made well and they have a girl who wears size 29 jeans and she models their stuff too and i love that because then i can kind of imagine what it would look like on me instead of how it would fit you know someone smaller or even larger sure yeah um
0: so do you do you feel even though i mean i know it's a process and it really, yeah. it really is with everyone i mean i feel like oh, every yeah. woman has body image struggles For and sure. and you get to a point where you are like accepting or you're feeling a little more comfortable in your yeah. own skin um, but do you feel like there is that pressure in the equestrian industry to be thin, or do you think that that's pressure you're putting on yourself?
1: Oh, that's it, it would be hard to differentiate because, you know, a lot of the top writers and bloggers and beautiful people in the equestrian community are, and so of course, thinking about that and wanting to look like how people like that look in clothes like I would prefer to look like that but that's not gonna happen so I think it's just I think it's some pressure from both the equestrian community and within but more within myself
0: yeah gotcha um did you ever show in the um, in equitation? No. Okay. And did you feel like because of your size, you couldn't or you wouldn't be as successful? Did you feel any of that coming from the
1: equestrian? Um, well, I, I didn't really do equitation or hunters just because I, I really love jumpers. Um, but definitely now that I think about it, I for sure would feel a little bit out of place because everyone in the equitation world is so long and lean. And I'm very curvy and not long and lean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, I, yeah. I feel like, I feel like I, it, that's a very
0: reoccurring theme for um, people who are mid-sized or plus size um, don't even feel like they can show in the equitation divisions because they don't yeah. think that they will be um, looked at the same way as maybe your, your zero or 2 you know size riders. Yes.
1: Yeah, and I'm not. I don't know if that would be true to the judges or not, but just from a personal standpoint, I find myself even judging others sometimes, and I check myself from doing that because I'll be like, "Oh wow, you look really beautiful on that horse," and they're long and lame, and so it's just I. I think it's human nature for us to go there. <laughs> mm-hmm that makes sense totally um
0: i mean and it's such, it can be such a a judgmental space where yeah, because uh, it
1: is literally about judging yeah um so yeah i i kudos to the girls who can do that because i feel like that would just eat me alive
0: yeah um so What advice would you have? Because I mean, you really—I mean—and it's amazing that you are able to, you know, speak out and be that kind of niche for these mid-sized riders who can see these beautiful pictures of you um, and these flattering outfits that you wear, and that they can be wearing those products too. Um, For the other for the other mid-sized riders in this industry. Um, Do you have any advice to them, whether it's, um, you know, just about body image in general
1: or just their confidence? The advice that I would give would be to just really focus on the parts of yourself that you really love and appreciate and feel genuinely excited about, I guess. I don't know. This is kind of a hard question for me. (laughs) Um,
0: what would you, what would you say for, for the girls who are struggling with, let's say they, they are a size, you know, 29 or 30 or in that mid range and they keep trying to find riding clothes and they just, they, they see it on the model and then they go and get it and try it on and it's just not flattering or it just doesn't look the same. I mean, do you have... Do you have go-to brands? Do you have any advice in that regard that you um, could give them? Yeah,
1: absolutely. So I think you just have to try a lot of different things. Obviously, they're more than welcome to reach out to me um, as well. And I I just had to try so many different things. And then once I found something, then I kind of stick to that. But I'm always open to try more things. So when I'll go to a tax store, I'll just try on ton of different things just to see how they fit and i found that Struck breeches and kaladay breeches really fit my body type well because they have a really stretchy waistband but the legs are thinner because that's what i have a big problem with 28s are too small in the waistband and then 30s are too baggy in the leg so those brands and strap also has in between sizes which i really appreciate because then I can get that perfect fit. Um, and I think that it's all about just trying things and then finding what's comfortable for you instead of, like, cavalry Tuscana breeches sometimes don't fit me, depending on the style. And that's okay. They're very low-rise, and some people love them. I have a pair that I do love that's a little bit higher-rise. But just because that's the most trendy thing at the time doesn't mean that it's going to fit you. And it's way more important to feel confident and comfortable in what you're wearing versus just sporting the latest trendy brand.
0: Yeah, I think that's huge. And um, I think a lot of people do that when in reality, there are some maybe lesser known brands that would be way more flattering. Um, I do love uh, yeah. uh, like what you were just saying I do love that the trend is starting to go a little bit more towards the higher waisted again um, yes because I really, I really think that that is
1: the most flattering f- in in general for all sizes yeah yes absolutely and it's more comfortable in my opinion it just I feel like it holds you in and it just gives you kind of almost better posture just because of where it hits and you just sit up nice and tall and feel contained and good and I I love like the mid-rise breeches are my favorite.
0: Yeah so another I mean another thing is really um, just how brand to brand the sizing can be so different and I know that based um brands that are based in the United States versus brands that are based in Europe there's a whole different you know
1: sizing scale um how do you how do you figure that out um that is just trial and error for sure again and like the French brands are cut so slim that I mean in Donna Sport which I love their clothes are so cute but I'm like an extra large in their things and then their button up shirts because I'm so busty, I can't even fit in them. Um which is definitely sad for me just because they're so cute. And the sizing also just on the labels, the European size thing, it'll be like a 12, but in the US it's like a 6. So I know people who have been like, I don't know why, like I'm not a 14. And I'm like, no, I know you're not, (laughs) but don't worry, because it's just European sizing. And people have been sad about their sizing because of just what's on the tag. And I'm like, don't worry. It's okay. Like, I mean, it's okay if you're that size anyway, but it's, it's, uh, there's a conversion for sure. Yeah, and it's it's hard because it can be so discouraging. Yeah,
0: that you know just how a number can really determine your mood. Yeah,
1: I know, and it it shouldn't matter that much, but and I feel like if it looks great, and I know people who try to squeeze into smaller sizes because they're just really like they want to be that number, and they don't want to be anything bigger. But it, if it fits you, I feel like that's always slimming. Versus being, you know, packed into something that doesn't fit you and is too tight, that will make you look bigger than if it fit you correctly. And I think that a struggle for me, that's definitely been a struggle for me too, is looking at the size because sometimes I'll have to size up in certain in certain brands, and that'll make me sad. But if I'm being honest, it'll definitely make me sad. But they fit perfectly so I feel like we all just need to kind of let go of that number and go with what we feel comfortable in and what looks best versus just thinking about what numerical size it is
0: yeah I love that um so I mean to kind of wrap it all up I there's you know two questions that I have Mm -hmm. Um, on for the one hand for talking about your blog I know I always get some messages asking about how I got started or people who are interested in starting their own Mm -hmm. blog but don't know how to get started what are um maybe like two or three tips you have for um the writer who's interested in uh, starting their own blog
1: Um, So I would say be prepared to put some work in, um, but also really don't forget to enjoy it. Um, I've loved every second of doing this, and it's been a lot of work. So I think that if maybe you just try it out first and see where that goes, and if you really love it, then continue to pursue it just like with anything else. And then if you don't feel really passionate about it, that's okay too. Um, blogging isn't for everyone you might think that it's something that you really want to do and then you'll get there and you'll be like oh I, I'm not really into this and that's okay and you can try things and you can not like them and try something else totally yeah, yeah I totally <laughs> agree um and then the uh, other
0: thing oh uh, my other question I was going to ask you you um have a you have a separate full-time job, correct?
1: Yes. Okay. So I work at the Tried Equestrian, which is uh, consignment. Awesome. I Love Tried
0: Equestrian. Yeah. Trite
1: Equestrian. yeah. Um, Me too. And they really, uh, through them too, because we get so many different brands. I've been able to try different things that you know aren't available at my local tax stores, and just try all these different brands, so I can tell people, you know, oh, how does this fit? How do these pants run? Are they true to size? Are they small? Are they big? Um, Are they cut for your body type? Stuff like that. Totally. Cool. Um,
0: Do you have any
1: aspirations to do the hunt full time? I would love to. I don't know if, I mean, if it would allow me to, then I absolutely would. I, I, would love to spend more time just creating content and communicating with people and helping them find something that makes them feel so good about themselves and feel really confident and comfortable, because we spend most of our time in riding clothes. At least I do, totally. I, I usually don't change like as soon as I get home. Sometimes I'll even just go to work in my riding clothes. So we need to feel confident and what we're wearing, and it needs to be functional for writing, too, and so I would love to really do it full-time. Um, yeah, I, I I would love to. Awesome,
0: yeah, Um, that's usually what I tell people, too, but I mean, there's, people always ask if it's something that could be sustainable full-time, and yeah, what I always say is, you, you do have to get creative with it to try to um, make it so that you can work you know you can do it full-time but I think what you were saying earlier as long as you have that passion and the drive um just about anything can happen with it so
1: exactly and I think that's true for all things is that if you have that determination and you're not going to stop until you get to where you want then I think that's really all you need. And you can just, I, I think that also forces you to be creative in creating new things. And I love that. Awesome. And then my last
0: question would be yeah. for um, for that person, which we already touched on. We all are. We're all, there's always days in our lives where we are struggling with body image and self-worth what what are some kind of final words of wisdom you would say to those people listening
1: i would say to remember that no matter what people love you and everyone is on that journey And mean so remember no matter your size there are people there who relate to you about what you're going through and so to talk about it and to realize that everyone's kind of in the same boat, even though you, you might think that you're the only one who's feeling that way, which can be so isolating, to to maybe reach out to someone and realize that, you know, more people are going through the same things and it's okay to talk about and it's okay to be embarrassed to talk about it, but it, it'll be okay. <laughs> and to... Uh, more people are feeling the same way as you and yeah just just talk to people and talk about it and really just kind of put it out there
0: amazing I could not agree anymore um well Karina thank you so much for being on the podcast today you you, are yeah you are beautiful you're an inspiration and I know so many people are just, just love following your journey and love being a part of it. So um, thank you. if you aren't already following Karina, you need to head over to her Instagram account. Her Instagram handle is the hunt underscore e q. Um, and you should head over there for tons of inspiration on all things equestrian. Um, but with that, um, I think that is all for today. But Karina, again, thank you so much. And thank you. Um, we'll talk to you Yo. soon.
1: Yeah, sounds
0: good. Thanks so much. If you got something out of this episode, could you do me a favor? I would love you forever if you could take five seconds and head over to the app where you listen to this episode and rate and review the Equestrian Podcast. It's super easy to do, and it allows people like you to find the podcast, and it allows us to find some amazing new guests and create awesome content just for you. Thanks in advance. Until next time. My name
1: is Bethany Lee. Enjoy the ride.